Here we are. Here indeed we are. Right in. Let's get right into it. <laughs> okay. The end. The end. What should we do with this sucker? I don't know. I think we should take it up to Mount Char, throw it in the barbecue. And... Oh, God, that barbecue. <laughs> this is good pork. What kind, what kind is it? Where did you get that? Anyway. Um, yeah, so we're reading uh, Scott, Walk, uh, Scott Hawkins' uh, Library at Mount Char, which uh, came to my attention as uh, frequently recommended on various uh, uh, groups that i follow online groups that i follow so oh i didn't know that yeah um and so i suggested it last time and here we are we read it we did as we <laughs> often do as, as we almost you always often do. suggest it and we read it. <laughs> often read it um so yeah uh now your memory of this is getting a little dim because it is. you it's... finished it like two three weeks ago i know and i broke my way back machine so i don't <laughs> my brain is <laughs> yeah well that's just like funny. a canary it's already gone over exactly. it's already just... renewed like five or six times yeah pretty much like a goldfish oh what's over here oh, that's oh what's over here yeah, yeah. oh it's like i remember the gist of it <laughs> yeah so um this is a very strange book it's yes i have never read a book like this it before. is it takes a lot of turns that you really don't know what's going on yeah and there's so many elements and where you go mm -hmm. in the end is you're in like you deep are... mythology yeah deep you... mega meta yeah. you're in the meta realms of something i know it's it's, it's a little bit like a, a cross between um uh uh you know, the Greek mythology and the Brady Bunch. <laughs> uh. <laughs> if 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 the Brady Bunch were all Greek gods, yeah, it kind of reminded me of going into Hitchhiker's Guide to the Gallery. Oh, sure, sure, you, yeah. But you started off in like something kind of Stephen King, <laughs> yeah, and you end up um, there. Yeah, this is. Um, I was or uh, or, or like. Um, who wrote Good Omens? Uh, Terry Pratchett. Yeah, Terry Pratchett, yeah, Neil Gaiman. It's Neil almost Gaiman. like goes into that. Oh, for realm. sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's um, it's sort of a uh, yeah, it's mytho mythological, mythopoeic, um, but it's also uh, it's done in such a mundane way. Um, it's yeah. uh, the it's not very nonchalant. <laughs> it's very nonchalant, but it's also fucking gruesome. Um, it is so. Gruesome and ter and the the casualness of the gruesomeness. Yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah, uh, it it asks, um, it poses, or it doesn't actually pose. It sort of works out some of those big theological questions, um, like um, why does God allow suffering? Because uh, God has a plan, <laughs> and it involves great, unbelievable suffering. 
Um, the one that comes up over and over in the book, at least three times, is the brazen bull, which is uh, a story. Yeah. I mean, it's that's something that's uh, what is it, the Persian, where uh, the punishi gets put inside uh, the uh, stomach cavity of this brass statue of a bull, and that and then is roasted yeah. within excruciatingly. And except uh, the, the problem with these uh, characters in this book is that they don't. They, they, don't, they don't stay dead. They don't stay dead. Um, in fact, the, the, you can you can modulate their suffering so that they suffer and suffer and suffer and suffer and suffer and suffer and suffer. Uh, so, multiple times. Multiple times. Yeah. And uh, so you had this nonchalant um, storyline where this you know this woman is just sort of working on her little plan and it's kind of you know she's kind of innocent but also extremely wise. Uh, and is using people in very sinister and deceptive ways. That you don't really know. Yeah. Until the last quarter of the book. Then it all comes together. Yeah, the book, uh, it's... it's very... It also kind of reminded me of Helter Skelter, i got to tell you. Oh, wow. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, this little <laughs> clan of people and their weird ideas about wow, things. and Oh, yeah. How they go off. and Yeah, the Manson family. Yeah. Hanging out in Spawn Ranch. Which yeah, In this going... case, it happens to be, you know, heaven. Right. <laughs> or Mount Olympus. Or something, you know. Or in this case, yeah. Mount Char. Right, Mount Char. Yeah. Where things get charred. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, so, the, the, my my experience of reading the book was, is it was very disorienting. And I just... My, it took a long time. Yeah, my brain at, it was, at, at points just was a skipping along over... I mean, I read a chapter, it was a like, quick was really interesting. It was a yeah. quick read, but it took a long... Yeah. But it wasn't. I don't know how to describe it. You're, it was a different time. Yeah, you have to to absorb, and it didn't move fast, but it did move fast. A lot of things happened. Oh yeah, I mean, this the book is uh, a lot of what I've read about the book is that you know a lot of people's like you know I started reading this, I didn't know what was going on, but when I looked up again, it was three I was three hours or six hours later, and I had finished the book. Oh. Yeah, and I could have done that. Um, I mean, actually, I, I probably did. I was, you know, read it on, on Kindle, and it took tra you know keeps track of how long you've been reading the book. And it probably took me five hours. Yeah, all told, and books take me much much longer often. So, no, I was I was very impressed by this book, especially because this is his first book. Really? Yeah, and he hasn't had the, he hasn't had a second one yet. He's like a he's like a software programmer or something like that and uh oh that's unbelievable <laughs> he is he's got a voice it's really something I would, i'm gonna read this guy when he publishes again well you know he really is in the realm of neil gaiman oh for it sure. does have that it does have that same it does it, 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 ha, it reminds me of american gods a little bit where yeah. you don't know what's happening and there's a something that's happening behind what's happening yep. and then there's and then it's you know it's um, wizard chess because you don't because there's something happening behind what's happening behind what's happening yeah exactly <laughs> it's, it's 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 like it's like what people think Vladimir Putin does he's playing five dimensional chess no and and it's not nice. yeah <laughs> or is it just brutality I mean that's also you know in this book it could be just brutality uh, right but by the end um, you know. The, I mean, yeah, you you were you were saying that there's twist after twist after twist, and it's it's glorious. It's and, super fun, <laughs> and it gets more and more surreal. Oh my god! <laughs> as you 
the the more in you go, the more surreal it becomes. Yeah. Um, I actually, I mean, I, I'm a, I was a big fan of American Gods when I read it back in the day, and um, I'd say that this this book supersedes it because it's so Wait, compact. What? What? It's so compact, um, and it's it, the way it's playing with the mythology is I don't know. It's just it's super interesting because it you can try to map the the mythology that this book puts out onto mythologies that we know you know there's with, with that's the thing you're trying to do i think that's what hung me up as yeah. i kept trying to go well oh is this lucifer is this yeah you're like, uh, is this not this seems like the gnostic version of the universe yeah of the demigods and the demiurge and mm, the mm -hmm. like that there or it kind of also has a zoanastrian there's like a yeah yeah there's the good and the bad at war with each other and it also reminded me of um a little bit of uh, um, Pullman. Oh, the same yeah. idea. Sure, you know, like sure, there's the this great authority yeah. that kind of walked away, and uh, yeah, I mean, in this in this case, um, you know, you're you're following Carolyn, who is the name of the uh, the the main character, the main character, the the you know the clueless sibling um, who is you know doing you know machinating against um, her siblings and her father. Um, and you know, this family, they're all, they're, they're fucking insane. Yeah, David. Um, yeah, there's David, who's like a war god or a he's punishment a god. He's, yeah, he's, he's insane. Brutal. And there's, there's, there's some scenes where... Um, the other ones are kind of cool, but they're not as brutal. They're not as brutal, but David was, is, was terrifying. Yeah, um, he was terrifying. Um, and uh, this is descriptions of his exploits. Uh, the U.S. government at some point decides to move against the family and the library. And... Uh, uh, you know, actually, like, hurts some of them. Um, and then David goes and exacts excruciating revenge and, you know, comes back uh, with the with with his sister holding the president's head and sort of talking yeah, to Yeah, that him. was... Um, and, the, and the president's head is still alive and moving and blinking and making things with his... You know, trying to say things with its mouth. Horrifying. <laughs> well, just remember, though, the thing that happened to the family happened because Carolyn... Set it up to set happen. It up to happen. <laughs> set it up to happen. Right, all those things, and so, so you, that's you know that's so you're talking about one of the big twists. Is like you know what is she doing? Why is she doing all these things? And there's these little mini plots where I don't know, um, you know, they need to like get just, they need to get a heart. They need to get a heart. They, they need to. Well, they have the, one of the, the one of the other main characters, Stephen, who is just a mortal. Um, is becomes integral to Carolyn's plans, and uh, at some point he's in the neighborhood um, where the library is, and there's a couple of fucking lions there, and, um, and <laughs> he befriends one of the lions, and so this well lion they're being is chased by zombie by zombie neighbors, zombie right? neighbors, and then and, wild dogs, and wild dogs, and, and I mean it's just it's it's nonstop action that non also works as the level of high mythology and and just you know and and theology uh, and theology you know how do gods think how do gods work what is morality above what is human right it's how definitely meta-human <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah so i mean it was it was a fun it was a it was a romp it was a gore fest and it was also like sunday school a little bit <laughs> <laughs> 
It was a, it was a, it was a remarkable. Not, not, not normal Sunday school. No, maybe you know, Svendenborgian or <laughs> Svendenborgian. <laughs> the um, uh, the uh, and then the end. So you you have this big twist where you see that Carol and has been doing all these, you know, doing all, putting these other people through all these weird twists and turns, so that um. She's really behind the mechanics of the universe. Yes. And you're kind of inside yeah. the you're inside the motor right. that runs the universe. Yes. And you're seeing her re reconfigure yeah. the universe. Yes. To her liking. To her liking. And and specifically to depose her father, who is for all intents and purposes for most of the book, a a tyrant, like a, a brutal tyrant, and inscrutable. You don't know why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah, and you don't know what he is. You don't know what he is. He's just he's and he's not immortal. Well, yeah. he's immortal. Well, he's, he's immortal, but he's not. But he hasn't been here forever. Yeah, but he's been here a long time. Yeah, so that's the first thing. I was, you know, you, you get little bits of that story, and, you, and you're thinking that that's like Zeus and Kronos or or Uranus or Lucifer. Yeah, or Lucifer and God. Or um, uh, so anyway. Um, and so you have this big twist where she finally, everything comes together um, and um, all these weird things that have been happening have been happening for a purpose so that she could have a gun laying in a ditch at a certain point so another character could find it when they are running away so that her brother, who would be distracted and angry with the President of the United States and not notice that something else was happening that was actually a danger to him. All these things were set up. Yeah, all these things set in motion. Set in motion. They all come together, and she wins. She kills her father, the god. Who wanted to be killed. Well, exactly, but that's, that's, that was where <laughs> I was, I was going to go with that next. And it kills her awful brother, David, and then... You still got a bunch of the book left. You're like, well, what, <laughs> now what's going to happen? Now what the hell's going to happen? And then she throws, an, then the author throws another twist on it, that all of that was of the plan of father, because he needed to be deposed. He's like, I, I need to find a worthy successor, somebody who can defeat me. And uh, she, he says, I thought it was always going to be David, and it wasn't. And then I realized it was you, Carolyn. Um, it was, I mean... The, yeah, the, so there's a bigger game. Yeah, the, the denouement was, um, it was both a denouement and like a, an even higher, you know, you know, cl uh, plot-wise cl climax to the plot. It was really, it was great. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. Fantastic book. And did every, I was surprised by every turn. <laughs> yeah, Though it always did remind me of other things. Yeah. Like uh, Dirk Bentley's... Um, Holistic detect Detective Agency. Yeah, it had that... Yeah. flavor to it as well yeah. this, the timing sure or even oceans 11 this mm -hmm. the timing of things and where things are placed and by chance because yes. they she kind of knows what's going to happen but it's all set up like one of those what are the it's like uh, one of those um those machines that oh uh, that? like a rube goldberg machine? yeah a rube goldberg machine <laughs> yeah. which we bring up is very much like yeah a giant rube goldberg machine <laughs> yeah for sure for sure and that and, the and then you get into this and in behind the universe where she takes who where she suspends david in a bubble of pain yes for her kind of exacting her revenge and replaces him as the sun. Yeah, replaces the sun with But him. the sun is dark and doesn't emit enough yes. light. And Stephen, who is the, you know, the kind of the voice of reason, is telling her, 
plants are dying. People are dying. The dog is farting. <laughs> so people so are then dying. St so Stephen, because he is this hopeful, has a happiness in him, who's killed himself many times behind yeah. the scenes. Father resurrects him, and she turns him into the sun, and yeah. he is a bright, glowing yeah. ball of happiness yeah, and the, joy. Uh, and he's, a, he's like either like he's the Prometheus figure, or he's the Christ figure. He's like the mediator between mortals and 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 the gods. And, yes, uh, he is. Um, and he literally becomes the sun. But his own uh, happiness is what creates the the light and the brightness of the sun. Yeah, and she. Um, because father tells her that, yeah. oh, he's a person that sacrifices himself for other people. That's yeah. his nature. Yeah. That's when he's at his, in his most glorious form. Yeah. And she does something with that. And yeah. so, um, all that's happening behind the scenes. Yeah. And well, I mean, one of the, one of the big reveals was, um, you, know, you get to the very end, uh, and you get the, you get the primal scene, like how this family was put together and it's. And it's at a neighborhood barbecue. Yeah. Um, it's it's so mundane. <laughs> it's so mundane and um, and original and exciting to read to, to have read that. Um, uh, and uh, you also that's when you find out that Carolyn hasn't just picked Stephen out of nowhere; that he was also at that barbecue. And would have been one of them. Yeah, he but would there have been, were too many of them, or yeah. he was too self-sacrificing, or something. So yeah, he didn't fit father's it, it, mold. His plan for that—that that part of his plan. Yeah. So it was—it was fascinating. It was fascinating. Uh, this book, I—I I may reread reread this book. It, but 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 the effect of reading it is it made me want to read some books that that are kind of similar that I have not yet read. Uh, one is, um, uh, uh, you know, Dan Simmons. We read some of his books. Yeah. Uh, Caring Comfort. Um, he has a couple of sci-fi books that uh, Ilium and Olympus, hmm. which are about, um, apparently they're about humans on another planet that have become so powerful that they simply style themselves as Greek gods. Yeah, yeah. So there's some mythology going on there. Um, but also I think the the one that's that started all these is, is a Roger Zelazny novel called what is it called now um lord of light hmm. again about humans that have become so powerful they're essentially immortal and they're just living that's a very mormon idea yeah and they're yeah it's a very mormon idea um and that they live as they style themselves as gods. in fact they style themselves as specific you know earth gods and um in this the course of this novel um one of the gods humans um, decides to become the Buddha. So it becomes the story of the Buddha hmm. um, against um, older, I don't know, um, Hindu gods uh, or something like that. Oh, I don't know. okay. What's it called? It's called Lord of Light. Oh. Interestingly, uh, you remember that movie, that Dan, Ben Affleck movie, um, Argos? Yeah. About, you know, they're going to go to Iran to film a movie. Yeah. It was supposed to be the film version of this book. Oh. <laughs> Lord of Light by Rogers the Land. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah, that is. <laughs> Which is an unfilmable book. Uh, right. <laughs> so the joke was on the air. <laughs> anyway. But they, they made up that story, right? That they were going to film that. Yeah, that was just yeah, made up. That was just made up. Yeah. But they didn't buy the rights. I mean, I think Rogers the Land, got a check. Oh, damn. <laughs> I wonder what he did with that. You, you know, 
He got some baubles. Some baubles. A new hat. He probably was able to fly to a convention. Um, Yeah, the casual violence in this uh, book was uh, was, jarring. It was charring. (laughs) Yeah, it was charring. It was consistently shocking, and it never stopped being shocking. And the um, because it was so nonchalant. If it was, yeah, yeah if it was, it was, if it was just book, you're like you're humans you're don't matter. Yeah, life doesn't matter. Yeah, because there's a bigger yeah uh, story happening. Yeah, so I'm, you're I'm, little yeah. ah yeah. ah. So there's a few people. Yeah, I think the the part the part of the book that was probably pretty disturbing for me was just that suburbia zombie, um, (laughs) which reminded me a little of, uh, I don't know if you saw WandaVision. No, I didn't. Um, It has, that's a similar idea that these people are just sort of um, being used. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, um, and just that there's zombies and yeah, they're, they're, they are zombies. I mean, they're dead. Yeah. Kind of, and they're there to sort of create this protective buffer and create yeah. and make a look of normalcy, yeah, to, to really hide the library, and yeah, and, the name and of it. uh, but uh, yeah, it was just very <laughs> there's a there's just a scene where this where Steven is trying to uh defend himself against these dogs, and then there's this guy just out there mowing, yeah, and constantly mowing and just sort of yeah. kind of going through this loop. Yeah, he's he's, in a, he's stuck he's in a just loop. in a loop, and Steve's like, "What the fuck is going on with this guy? Why yeah. is he?" The guy, the guy just keeps mowing, and he's like, he, 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 waving, he, but he waves and he points. He's like, "I can't, can't hear, hear you." you. <laughs> it's that kind oh. of stuff. Yeah, so he's like a non non player character in a video game. Yeah, yeah, right. PC, right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> um, which are always a little disturbing. Always a little disturbing. Yeah, um, oh. yeah, I really appreciated that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no the the this the level of invention. Um, it's funny until you mentioned it. I didn't actually like think about this in terms of a Ameri- like a Neil Gaiman style novel. Um, but you're, I think you're right. I think uh, Neil Gaiman cleared some ground that this guy is farming on. Yeah, Gaiman um, and the other one, Pratchett. And, Pratchett, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very similar. Um, and I suppose you can go all the way. back back to anything more ancient where the gods are just going to do their fucking thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And human beings are secondary to the plan for the universe. Yeah. And, uh, they are, they are but instruments or in the way they're irrelevant. Right. Or um, just pieces to yeah. be moved around. Yeah. That's why the, like the moving part of the thing, the, the part that, that, that part of that Daniel Mount where Stephen then is told what is going on and is bought into the library and, you know, and you get to get a tour of the library through mortal eyes and it's, you know, it's amazing. Right. right. Um, and, uh, and so he's, he's the intercessor. Um, and, uh, and yeah, he's the intercessor for humans. He's the intercessor for humans. Yeah. And, and it becomes then, uh, if, if you squint your eyes and, you know, turn your head a little bit, it becomes sort of like the, the new Testament story of, you know, God, of Jesus being, the intercessor for humanity to the to the to the gods and is able to save humanity or at least uh, you know you know find a way to you know make you know to redeem humanity because the gods must be crazy because the gods must be crazy <laughs> doesn't really redeem humanity but saves it saves it doesn't really redeem it no it just keeps it living yeah because, keeps it living. Yeah. because in this story the and the the earth is gonna die, <laughs> like, and she's like, oh, people will adapt. You're like, yeah, there are, there's no food. <laughs> it's like, well, they'll they'll have mushrooms and stuff like that. They're not, I mean, that's the sun. Sure, the sun doesn't give out any light, but you know, it's still warm. 
<laughs> warmish. <laughs> warmish. <laughs> right. Well, well, you know, you have to work But nothing is growing and people are going crazy. <laughs> yeah, people are going crazy. <laughs> and, uh, oh, okay, well, I'll just drop food from heaven for a while so that they'll... Yeah, exactly. They won't starve until the sun can... Yeah. replenish and redo it and do its thing again and you know, i gotta <laughs> rejigger how the planets are orbiting right now and yeah and then to get to get her attention because she just she literally cannot she's just so far removed yeah she can't understand he literally he doesn't literally hang on a cross but he does everything but yeah he, he kills drink, himself so many, many times. times yeah and she, and she, she just brings him back she keeps resurrecting him yeah <laughs> and until she doesn't so i thought that i thought does father resurrect michael at the end, I I have a surprise know. for you. Yeah, I guess it wasn't Michael. It might have been actually. Yeah, I, I think just it look was. it up. But um, I feel like there's going to be a sequel because she gets in. Con there's a guy who's sort of a well-known, well-established military right dude, and she meets up with him. And kind of alludes to there's other work to be done. Yeah. And gets his buy-in. Because he sort of figures her out. And so the book sort of ends there. And you yeah. think, oh, there's probably another yeah. part to this. Yeah. His story was really interesting, too. He was, uh, his name's Erwin. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, you know, he's this super high-powered commando special ops guy who quits the military um, uh, because he's losing his soul, basically. Right. Um, and he finds his soul uh, by, what was he, teaching in a high school? Something like that. Something like that. And uh, yeah. one kid uh, he connects with, and it saves him. But then he gets pulled back into this military This world, yeah. yeah. And, um, and is one of the, she, he is one of the main pieces that um, Carolyn is moving around her chessboard. Um, yeah. And he's very effective. He's very, very good at <laughs> what he does. So... Um, yeah, I, his story. There's more to his story. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's an epilogue. It's like you know, but what happened to Irwin? Because everything ends, and you're like, well, wait a minute, Irwin just sort of left. And right. So you find out, and that's where you get the the hook into more. Story. Yeah, there's more something gonna come probably, or maybe we're just left to yeah. imagine it. But I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. I love. I mean, I love the the, the the title of the epilogue. So. What ended up happening with Erwin? <laughs> that's, that's that tells you like a lot of what you need to know about this book. That it's so um, nonchalant and unprepossessing, and very aware of its own and, self. Yeah, um, yeah, but still, um, but not like not insulting, not obnoxious, not obnoxious. Yeah, it's yeah, not insulting not obnoxious. The, author, the the readers or anything like and that. And you never hear like oh gentle reader. <laughs> yeah, none of that crap. Um, no, it was I was I was very impressed. Were you ever scared? Let's talk about. Horror. You I know, I don't think of this as a horror book. To tell you the truth, I think no. of something other than that. But. Yeah, that's a that's. Um, I think a, it's it's. Uh, we call this maybe dark fantasy. Um, yeah, uh, it's more than magical realism. That's for yeah, sure. It's yeah, I would say that's that's probably dark fantasy. Okay. Um, uh, I mean, it has horror elements. It's you know Neil Gaiman. You know, horror is a spice. It is liberally spiced with horror horror elements. Um, but it doesn't have that horror trajectory uh, where, um, you know, there's, there's no redemption. Um, if you have a good happy ending, it's only a pause in the horror. Right. Um, in this one. It has elements, but it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 goes, it goes there a lot. 
Um, if I just yeah, I think probably the gruesomeness of the mm-hmm. of life, yeah. <laughs> how yeah. life is treated. <laughs> um, you know what? I think we need a drink to drink. <laughs> oh my god, we really need a drink. All right. I think it's cocktail time. It is cocktail time. Well, well, here we are. We're recording pretty early today, so we are. So that's, a, so I love makes, day drinking. <laughs> I makes, really am makes, for it. I'm all for it. So this makes sense. So uh, uh, we decided. Uh, we'll just tell them the name first. Let's tell. Well, no, let's do the name at the end. We'll do the name at the end. So all here's right. what you're gonna do. You're gonna take an ice cube tray and you're gonna just take your co- leftover morning coffee and pour it in the ice cube tray, and throw it in the fridge. Yeah. The freezer, not freezer, the fridge. The freezer. And let it turn into ice. Coffee ice, yes. Now it becomes ice. Now you take that ice, you crack that tray, you take that ice, you put it in a shaker. Yes. And then you put in one... One, one shot of espresso? Get some espresso. If you don't have an espresso maker, go to the store and just go to the coffee yeah. shop and get some espresso. Yeah. Um, and then uh, a shot of blackstrap rum. Yep. And a shot of Kahlua. And then you shake, 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 <laughs> shake your shaker. <laughs> you have to sing the song. Yes. Too. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and decant that. Uh, do we just do we dump the whole thing into a glass with that's the coffee we, ice? That's what we did. Yeah. But I'll always like my martinis drinks on ice. But yeah. Yeah. we have these in in martini glasses. Yes. Um, so yeah. So just so just dump them into a dump them into a glass of your choice. And then if you wanted to, what we did is we just we just squirted a little cream on top mm-hmm. or you can do a little coffee some coffee beans yeah or, or chocolate covered espresso bean mm. yes um so what are we calling this we're calling it the dark sun no yeah. what are we calling it black the black sunrise the black sunrise <laughs> black sunrise <laughs> so it's good it's it's, it's a real eye opener yeah you know right. uh, that's why i'm talking like this one. all right <laughs> if you resort to eye openers you've got a problem and that's our drink all right and Chin, chin. Oh, chin. Oh, Lordy, let's get down to the basement, please, dear Lord. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're going down to the basement. Here we go. We're in the basement, but the smell lingers. <laughs> it lingers. And I don't know it if lingers. that's the basement or the dog. <laughs> it might be the dog. Oh, sweet what mother of Sweet mother of dog. <laughs> so, we're going to read another book. Yeah. It's, it's time, I think it's time for us to read a book about the devil again. Yeah, we haven't done that in a long time. Yeah, well, this book while. was... The book we kind of read was devilish. Because is God a yeah, devil? Yeah, it's, it's hard to tell. It's hard know? to tell. When you don't understand the morality that's happening to you, it can seem like evil. Well, and in some interpretations of the Bible, the, the loose, whoever, whoever the serpent is, because mm-hmm. we don't know, it's yeah. not really said in Gen- Genesis, yeah. and actually ends up helping right. humanity, sure. you know, yeah. become conscious so yeah that's right anyhow anyway so we're gonna read a devil book we picked this one out it's from the 70s it's by uh, a, a writer that is more or less forgotten these days william h hallahan but you said he's having a renaissance but he's sort. having a renaissance so, so that's why because i last well, i say a writer that's more or less forgotten because i didn't know about him until recently so all right that means that they're remembered so, 
if Mike remembers him. But you don't. A, I You're don't. more or less forgotten. <laughs> anyway, it's called, the book is called The Search for Joseph Tully by William H. Hallahan. All right. All right. I found it at the library, so get in line. I, yeah, and I, I found it's on it. hold already. Get in line. <laughs> and I found it at a store. All right. All right. There we go. Let's go to the library. Let's go out of the basement. Yes. And the library. And the library. We're out of the basement and yeah. the library. Absolutely. All right. So anything else about this here book? Um, not, not really. I just, I'm, I'm really excited to see what this guy, uh, comes up with next. I hope he has another book. Yeah. Um, um every, every once in a while you find these, these writers who, you know, they have that one book in them and, and then you don't hear about like, them for a face? long time. Like, uh, 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 you know, uh, the Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, she had one book. Yeah. Harper what Lee. was that? Yeah. Harper Lee or, or, um, uh, uh, Ralph Ellison, Invisible oh. Man. Yeah. That was it. Um. And uh, I'm thinking, it, like, it's just in um, in uh, sci-fi, uh, there's uh, uh, Ted Chang, who only writes short stories, and very few of those. And so he, he has now two books of short stories out, but they go, you know, decades in between. And some people write a lot of books, and it's the same story over and over yeah, again. Yeah, over and over like, again, yeah. And talking to you, Danielle Steele. <laughs> <laughs> Another one that I do recommend, um, because his stories are so weird, uh, uh, apparently he's got his first novel coming up, but he had a book of short stories. Uh, his name is Benjamin Rosenbaum, and his book was called uh, uh, "The Ant King and Other Stories," and I just loved it. Oh! And, uh, and he has a novel out, or it's his novel coming out in early 2023. It's oh. already been announced. Um, I've already ordered it. I'm gonna just—it's gonna show up on my doorstep the day it comes yeah. out. What did you like about him? I just never read anything—any stories like this. Uh, before and they were so varied. One was a fantastic steampunk airship adventure. Another one was this weird sort of mythological software fable. That's the Ant King one, um, and yeah. just other just really unusual, strange, innovative stories. And and I hadn't heard about them for ten years. That sounds years. cool. Yeah, it's a cool book. He was he was working on it. He was working on it. Yeah. So all right. Yeah. So well, Scott Hawkins is on that list. Okay, sounds good. Well, if there's nothing else about this book, what should we do with this sucker? Well, clearly we need to take it up the hill, put him in the bowl, and have a little barbecue. <laughs> and revoke his library card. <laughs> All right. All right. All right, see you next time. See ya. Bye. If your heart is full of sin, if you have no peace within, then you need the blessed Savior to abide. He will run the devil out. He will make you sing and shout. It's to be in the God that we love all. If there's trouble on the way, take a little time to pray. The Lord will hear his children when they call. It's not the atom bomb or tank, as so many people think. It's to be shelf love your neighbor as yourself get in touch with heaven every day he will fill your cup anew quench your thirst and hunger too it's a big and a god that we love all if there's trouble on the way take a little time to pray the lord will hear his children when they